You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. And guess what? I am alive and healthy after getting, da-da, COVID. Holy smokes, was that a rough one. I know that you've heard me compare COVID to the regular flu, but hey, I'm here to tell you right now that COVID packed a severe punch and I literally could not get out of bed for 14 days straight it really laid me out actually I'm still not back to par yet but I am hoping to be soon and it was an experience that I hope I never have to go through it again COVID really is something bigger than the flu I just want to get that out there because I said the exact opposite and it wasn't until I got COVID did I realize, wow, oh my goodness. I was reminded by a good friend who told me, hey, you prepped for this moment, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. But when COVID hits, it's like it hits your mind and you literally cannot think. So I was reminded by friends who said, well, wait a minute, you've got hydroxychloroquine and Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack vitamins. And you know what? I completely forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Ah, my friends literally saved my life by reminding me what I had because I just couldn't think right. So I went on to the hydroxychloroquine for 10 days straight and included the Z-Pack. Now, after a solid 14 days in bed, I woke up and thought to myself, oh my goodness, I made it. I think I'm going to live. Yes, there was a moment that I thought, oh God, just let me go, let me die. But then I thought of my cats and all my friends and the radio network and simply put my logic and desire to live through it all so yes i survived the most difficult health issue that i have ever experienced at least that i can remember experiencing it was not a fun ordeal but i did it and by myself i might add and i would like to remind everyone that i am not vaccinated by choice so a friend of mine nancy asked well do you regret your decision not to be vaccinated and I thought about it and I really had to think about it but my answer was still no I do not regret not being vaccinated because for one simple reason my belief system focused on an unknown and untested injection causing the death and harsh side effects for many, many people. You see, this was in my mind, whether right or wrong, 
it was in my mind. It was not COVID who was killing everyone, but the vaccine. That's what I believe. So no, I don't regret my decision at all. And I say this with complete caution. Whether the vaccine is a legitimate issue or not, because the core issue is really my beliefs surrounding the vaccines. Bottom line is this. Beliefs do affect your health. So I decided not to do anything with the untested protocol. My belief system played a dramatic role in my health and well-being. Again, I could be totally wrong, but it is my belief system and that is the system that actually determines my health. It's my belief. Am I going to live or am I going to die? Am I going to get sicker or am I going to survive? That's the belief system. And you're the only one that can come up with that. Now, just a few days ago, I read that 60, that six zero countries stated that the best immunity to COVID is actually getting COVID itself. That's not America saying it. It's 60 countries of the world saying this. So guess what? I never have to worry about getting COVID again. And that's a good thing. Now, during my recovery stage, there was only one thing I could do. I had to take my hydroxychloroquine twice a day, and then I took Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack vitamins, which contained zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. This is all I took and which I purchased everything online months ago. I will say I ate very, very little food. I just couldn't get anything down. Nothing was good, and I all I wanted to do was sleep. So I'm still recovering, and I'm getting stronger every day. I've decided not to just sit back and do nothing because I was given a new outlook on life. And do you know what? I made some profound decisions. I have decided to move within the month to Las Vegas area or Arizona in order to throw some really great events. And I hope you'll join me with all of the Law of Attraction show hosts as we light up the city that never sleeps. So if there are any listeners in the Las Vegas area or Henderson area or Paradise, please reach out to me. I would love to chat with you and get more information in the best areas to live. I would so love your input. Just send an email to Gina at LOAmedia.com and tell them that you want to talk to me about moving to the Las Vegas area. Now, this week I had the most insightful and yet disturbing week. It was good and yet it, it was so difficult to go through emotionally. Of course, while I'm sick in bed, totally alone for 14 days, I looked out the window and felt incredibly sad that not only was I feeling ill, but I felt totally lost and uncared for. And I thought, why in the heck am I feeling this way besides having this so-called flu? 
Now, while I was still in bed, I started sending emails to people that I thought, oh, well, they say they care about me. I didn't mention I was sick, but I mentioned that I was considering moving out of state and wanting their input. I was surprised by their answers, which was actually no answers. They didn't even respond to me. Even my sister did not respond. And I thought that was very interesting. So I wrote them all back and asked them again. To my surprise, no one wanted to bother with me. And I thought, wait, what is happening here? They all professed to be my good, good friends until I need help or advice. They didn't say no. They just simply didn't respond. Hmm. Well, I got to admit I was a little surprised because my first response to someone needing help is, yes, come, I'm here for you. Let's talk about it. But in my case, reaching out for help gave me an unexpected truth back. These people who call me a friend or even my own blood relatives show me that they love to take from me, but yet they don't want to return anything. I'm here for their enjoyment. In other words, it's a one-sided friendship. So this was a real eye-opener for me. It was a big disappointment as well. So how did I react to this knowledge? While it was a real slap in the face, I sat up, went down the list, and decided that these so-called friends were not really friends. I decided to just give them up because they could not be bothered to give back to me or even give me a reply. So I wrote out a long email to one person in particular, and then I read it back to me. And I thought, yeah, that did the trick. It said everything I wanted to say. And then I promptly deleted it without sending it. (laughs) This was because the more power I gave this person to make me feel unloved and unappreciated, the more power I gave to feed my hurt ego. Well, this was not the first time it has happened. As a matter of fact, this has happened for a few years while my father was still alive and I was his 24-7 caregiver. But after 12 years, I had the knowledge that I needed to correct the situation within me this week. And since my father's death in 2010, I have grown immensely. I finally had the emotional fortitude to say no more and easily walked away without even a tiny response from me. (laughs) That was so cool. I didn't respond at all. I didn't react. I had just determined that it was a total waste of my time. Now, this was exceptionally powerful for me. I shifted into a new level of self-confidence. I know my dad would have been so, so proud of me before I would have stood up and fought. And this time, I just walked away. The thought came to my mind is, do not feed that lion because that lion just wants to eat you and spit you out. Walk away. 
and let that line fulfill its own emotional needs without you. Just walk away. All of a sudden, I felt so powerful because it was me making the decision to walk away. It was a supreme learning experience for me. Yes, my world shifted dramatically for me this week. Powerful things happen when you really look at those emotions and how they affect you from the inside out. Now, on another note, I am now entertaining the idea of bringing on more show hosts. So I am interviewing some fabulous people. If you have had a desire to be a show host and share your knowledge or simply interview some very powerful Law of Attraction people, well, then send me an email to gina at loamedia.com. Now, there is a financial commitment but it's also a tremendous opportunity for you to gain new clients. So contact Gina at LOAmedia.com and she'll give me that message and we'll talk about you being a star on Law of Attraction Radio Network. I remember when I started my show back in 2007, the sole reason for me doing it was so that I could interview such people as Greg Braden, Joe Vitale, Jack Canfield, and even Michael Beckwith. I wanted to ask the questions of the experts. I was not a teacher, but I've always been a seeker of information. I wanted to have special events such as cruises and events, and I did all these things. I even made a trip to South Africa to a university there to make a speech to over 25,000 students. Everyone wanted to know how to create a life that they would thrive in. And I think with all my fabulous guests, we helped a lot of people to achieve their dreams. Watching this network grow has been a wonderful wonderful experience and I'm thrilled that it's still going strong after 16 years. It does take a mental, emotional, and financial commitment. But but don't all businesses? This is the best business to be in because you help people to thrive as you are thriving yourself. It's truly worth it. It's all about living the law of attraction daily and talking to the people that is helping to change the way we look at our lives. Every show host learns something with every single show, and believe me, it is an experience that you will live through many, many, many times. Also, a small announcement. Due to having COVID, well, the magazine is going to be a little late, so hang in there. If you have an article that you would like to write for the magazine, please Send it for consideration to Gina at LOAmedia.com. And if you have anything that you would like to advertise, we're giving really, really special rates out, very low rates, and I can guarantee you, you're going to love it. You will see your product, your business in the magazine. And not only that, we will send out a blast email on that as well. So you will get a lot of exposure to this 16-year-old company 
called Law of Attraction Radio Network. So, with that, let's get on with tonight's show. Hi there, Jules here. You know, in today's uncertain times, it is imperative that we stay healthy. And how do we do that? Well, one way is by growing your own delicious vegetables. There's a product that I want you to know about, whether you live in an apartment or house. It's called the Wiki Planter, and it comes complete with its own organic soil and organic algae plus plant food. All you need to do is add your desired plant, like lettuce, onions, carrots, and voila! All of a sudden, you have fresh, healthy vegetables at your disposal. Now, what makes the Wiki Planter so unique is that it has its wicking reservoir system with a water level indicator to let you know when it's time to add food and water. The organic algae plus plant food mixed with water is fed to your plants so that they will grow healthy, tall, and lush. The Wiki Planner takes all of the guesswork out of growing your own food, and it comes complete with instructions for ease of use for the ultimate success in growing fresh veggies. Go to www.resurgent.store and place your order now while there's still time. Once again, go to www.resurgent.store because there's no time to waste. You'll be glad you did. Okay, I am so excited to have my next guest on, Dr. Joe Vitale, and he's talking about his book, Money Loves Speed. Now, you all know he's one of my favorite all-time guests. I just I just adore this man, and he has shared all of his knowledge with us from, from time to time, so you're really going to appreciate. Not only is he a best-selling author, but he's a movie star to boot. And he's just such a wonderful, gentle soul that you're going to love this interview. So stay with me. You're going to love talking with Dr. Joe Vitale and money. Love speed. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome back, Dr. Joe Vitale to Love Attraction Talk Radio. (laughs) My favorite guest. I just love it when you come on. Oh, thank you. It's a great rush for me to be here. I'm flattered. I'm honored. I'm always tickled to see you. We always have a great time. Oh, so let's rock and roll. Okay, you got it. Oh, yeah. I might even have you sing, sing a ting- tune or two. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do it. 
All right. So we have got so much to talk about. Yeah. Where do we start? Gosh, that's a good question. First, you have got a book that everybody wants to know about mm. and some money loves speed. And th- I got to know why, why does money love speed? I'll tell you the universe loves speed. Oh, okay. You, yeah. And money's just a variation of that. There's a couple reasons for that phrase, money loves speed. And the big one is whenever anybody gets an idea, that same idea has been given to about a dozen other people. You don't know it, you don't feel it, but the universe did it that way because the universe knows most people will talk themselves out of the idea. The thing is, the first person to act on the idea is usually the first person to profit from it because the universe likes speed and money likes speed. Most of us, if we wait, we second guess, we talk ourselves out of it. If we wait too long, the idea might still be a good idea, but there's no energy with it. There's no momentum. So the whole point is when any of us get an idea for a product, a service, a book, a business, I don't care what it is, we need to jump on it. And we need to jump on it because the universe says, I will give you more ideas if you honor acting on this idea. That's where it all begins. I love that. I love that. So you have to act. I can appreciate that. But how did you get this idea? Does this information, because you're, you're just this prolific writer. I mean, as a matter of fact, I want to show everybody who's watching this video all of the incredible knowledge and wisdom he has is in those books behind him. Do you believe it? He is so incredible. How many books is it now? I am, I'm told I've written 80 books. <laughs> I, I don't actually know because I'm too busy writing books to stop and count the books. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that, that raises an interesting question, and it's worth sharing because I think this is going to be an insight for everybody. The reason that I get so many books done, the reason that I'm so prolific, and this is also true in music. You mentioned about singing and, and so forth at one point. I have 15 albums out, 15 albums and 80 books. So how do you do that? Yeah. Because when an idea comes to any of us, we feel great. There's a, there's a charge to it. There's an energy rush that comes with it. I feel like lightning strikes me, like a thunderbolt hit me, and there's an idea, and then there's all this energy that comes with it. Most people don't use that energy. I do. I know that when an idea comes to me and I got that rush of excitement, it's that very rush of excitement that I could use to create the idea. If I start writing using that energy, I write with enthusiasm. If I start writing the songs or I get into a recording studio because I'm excited about a new album, I use the energy that came with the idea as the momentum to get the idea into concrete form. Most people, if they write an idea down, even if they do that, a month later, two weeks later, it's still a good idea, but the energy isn't there. Right. It's gone. And so this is a big tip for everybody. First, I want them to notice their ideas because those are gifts. Source is giving us these gifts. We don't pay for them. We don't ask for them. They're, they come by grace. And so when we acknowledge them, we're telling the universe, hey, we want more. We're listening. 
Then when you act on them, you're going to be one of the first to profit from it. That's the whole money loves speed. And if you act quickly on it, you can use the energy that came with the idea to actually bring life to the idea. It's really cool when you think about it. I start smiling going, man, this is, this is, this is great. Wow. And so that just hit me. That's how I created my radio show and the Law of Attraction Radio Network and wow. the Law of Attraction Magazine. Wow. Wow. I didn't realize that. Thank you. That is really amazing. Well, this is true for all of us. I mean, you have your unique story. I have my unique story. But anybody listening, they've all had ideas. Tony Robbins is the guy who often gets up in seminars and they'll say, hey, how many had an idea for a product or service and you didn't act on it? And almost everybody raises their hand and he'll say, well, six months later, how many of you noticed your product or service in a store or online, or you drove by it because somebody else brought it in the bee. Oh, wow. And almost everybody raises their hand. Yeah. So this is the wake-up call for the people listening right now. We're all getting ideas. What we want to do is honor them, act on them, and do it quickly. This will get, create a momentum that will end up with their stories, like your story, my story. They'll all have stories. Yeah, so you don't put it off. You have to act on it immediately. Mm -hmm. That's the key. If you put it off one day, you're going to put it off in two days and three days. So I tell people you have to act as quickly as possible to the to the to point of receiving the idea. And there are times when I'm driving. And I will pick up my phone because the iPhone, for example, has the voice memo. And because I want to record the idea, I don't want to trust my mind to go, oh, I remember it when I get down the road. Yeah, right. I'll get down the road and go, what was that idea? It's gone. (laughs) And I got paper everywhere. I've got paper sitting right beside me right now. I got little notepads (laughs) all over the place. I I actually go in the hot tub at night more often than not. And because I get ideas there, I bought waterproof notepaper. (laughs) holy joe vitale that is so cool (laughs) other people must have wanted it because it's mass produced out there the point being we want to honor the ideas as quickly as possible when an idea comes record it that way you at least anchor it and then as soon as possible after that start doing whatever the baby steps are to bring it into life to bring it into being And you don't have to do everything all at once. You know, it takes longer than a day to write a book or open a business. But at the same time, you can start right where you are and do something that is a baby step in the direction of creating the idea. So that's the basis for Money Loves Speed. Money Loves Speed is the title of the book. And I say there's eight laws of attracting money fast. And Money Loves Speed is actually one of the laws. Because most people don't have that idea that money actually wants to be implemented very quickly. Or by extension, source, the universe, wants these ideas to come into being pretty quickly. So Money Love Speed is the title because it's one of the laws. Wow. So, so we in the law of attraction field have been saying that it actually takes time. Don't yeah. give up. But you're saying... That's really not kind of true. I'm saying that's a limiting belief. When we, we sit there and say it, it takes time, that in many ways is an excuse. Now, <gasps> at the same time, we have to have this internal discernment because I point out to people, if I dropped a 
pumpkin seed in your hand and said, turn it into a pumpkin, you're not going to do it immediately. You're going to have to go plant the seed, water the seed, make sure that it's clean, make sure there's sunlight, and then have patience. And so that will take time. But very often we use the phrase, it'll take time as a self-sabotage, unconscious oh excuse not to do something. I have found that if we get clear of the limiting beliefs, we accelerate our process to whatever it is that we want. Now, I'll give you a quick example. You know I'm a musician, yeah. but most people don't know I've only been a musician for six years. When I turned 60, I looked around and said, oh, what's on my bucket list? And I said, musician. I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be a musician. I wanted to write songs. I wanted to go in the studio. I wanted to learn how to sing. I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Didn't know how to do any of that. Didn't sing in the shower. Didn't sing behind the wheel of the car. And I had a guitar, knew three chords, but I didn't know how to write songs. And so immediately I set that as my intention. I'm going to go in the studio. I'm going to record music. And the very first thing that happened was an overwhelming drowning of negative limiting beliefs. Oh. I'm too old. I have no talent. I have no musical skill. <clears throat> I have no connections. I have no experience. I don't know what I'm doing. The odds are stacked against me. I mean, it just went, it was overwhelming. And it almost crushed me. And then I realized, wait, whenever we set a goal to do something we've never done before, it's going to feel uncomfortable. We haven't done it before, so there's no comfort to it. And then all of the limiting beliefs tied to it are going to surface. If we listen to those limiting beliefs, we will not do our goal or we'll drag our feet and it will take forever. Yeah. But because of my, you know, my skills, my background, the things I've written about, I applied my very own techniques to me collapsed all of those limiting beliefs, erased them, brainwashed myself clean of them, and I produced 15 albums in six years. Wow. And I'm chuckling because my band is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know professional <laughs> musicians. I've studied with Melissa Etheridge at her house, a rock icon. And most of these professional, full-time, dedicated career musicians don't have 15 albums. <laughs> and the only reason I do is that I got rid of the negative beliefs. And this isn't about me. It's not about bragging. It's about saying, you got to look within yourself and ask, what do I want? And then after you ask what you want, you have to ask what's in the way of what I want. And there are always going to be excuses. There are going to be thoughts. And one of them could be, it could take time. Actually, can I tell you one more quick story yeah. to the time thing? On my very first album, I had entered a program with Daniel Barrett, who ran a recording studio called Rubicon. And I hired him for a one-year program. This is important. One-year program. The idea was he's going to hold my hand. He's going to tutor me and mentor me into how to write songs, how to play the guitar, how to be in the studio. And we would comfortably take one year. And at the end of the year, I'd have an album done. But right at the beginning of that, that first month with him, a magazine publisher in Austin, Texas, came to me and said, hey, we want to put you on the cover of the magazine. And I said, for what? And they said, whatever you want. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool. That's kind of like a blank check. And then it dawned on me, I wonder if I can go on as, the, as a musician. Maybe I can announce my, my coming out of the music room as a musician. 
And so I asked the publisher and he said, that sounds great. And then I said, when do you want to do it? He said, in about three months. I then went to Daniel Barrett and said, hey, you know that one-year program takes one year to make that album? Can we collapse it to three months? Oh, my goodness. Wow. And he pretty much said the same thing. I saw his eyes get huge. I saw his jaw drop. It's like, oh, my God, this is, it's a one-year program. It takes time to make an album. But he thought about it, and he also knew who he was dealing with. I wasn't really going to say – I wasn't going to accept no. <laughs> and um, – <laughs> We made that album in three months. I ended up on the cover of the magazine holding up uh, my album, and it was called Blue Healer, which is one of my proudest moments. And it demonstrated it didn't take time. What it took was understanding beliefs. If we kept to it takes one year to make an album, it would have taken one year to make an album. But along the way, the universe, through this publisher, came to me and said, no, we're going to collapse time. It doesn't have to take a year. You can do this in 90 days. <laughs> and oh, we wow. did. <clears throat> Incredible. Incredible. <clears throat> and then a couple, a year later, you were in my magazine showing all your music <laughs> stuff, too. That was so terrific. And thank Amazing. You so much. Thank you so much for that support. My, my music has been used in movies. My songs have been nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of Positive Music. I have studied with icons, like I mentioned, Melissa Etheridge is yes. one. I studied in her home studio, just her, just one-on-one. I dedicated my most recent album to her, The Great Something, and oh. I wrote a song for her called Melissa Said on there. And all of this, I'm sharing all of this just to say, look, in six years, I made 15 albums. I made a real dent in what is the believability possibility of all of us with our goals, And I've demonstrated and proven that things don't have to take a long time. Okay. You're going to make a pumpkin out of a pumpkin seed. You're dealing with the earth elements and maybe you have to wait. But if you're talking about something you personally are going to create, maybe you don't have to wait. Maybe you can make an album in 90 days. Well, let me ask you then about money because money happens to be the number one thing that people want is money. And of course, they want to speed up the way that they get money. So how do you break it down? Because, you know, so many people are still thinking, I don't have the talents to create the money. I don't. How do we how do we speed up that process? That's a great question. All right. I wrote this book because I was homeless at one point, as you know, and I was in poverty for 10 years, as you probably remember. And I had to do all that inner work to find out what the blocks were. And what I found is that there are some common beliefs that virtually everybody shares that is struggling with money. And one of the biggest ones, I and I know this is across the planet. When I go to Russia, they have this belief. I go to Poland or Italy or Bermuda. I don't care where I go. They all have this belief. It's almost in the collective unconscious. Yeah. And so I can say in the beginning of it, the love of money, or let's just change it to this. Money is the root of all. Everybody just said evil. Yeah. Money is the root of all evil. That's in everybody's brain. 
Yeah, it is. So I tell people, look, if you're trying to attract money and you have good reasons for it, you got bills to pay, you got a mission to accomplish, there's something good that you want to do in the world and you want some money to get it or you want to get something for somebody else and you want money to do it, you have positive reasons for money, which is great. But if you think money's bad or evil or is going to corrupt you or taint you, you will not want it. You will self-sabotage yourself. You will find reasons not to get it. You will put filters up. You won't see opportunities. Or if you take opportunities, you'll make sure that you trip yourselves up and not get the money that you want. You will find every way possible to push it away. And you will never take responsibility. You will always say, it's the economy. It's the president. It's the virus. It's my upbringing. It's my parents. It's my DNA. It's the capitalistic society. You will come up with all kinds of reasons and you'll find people who will agree with you and they'll reinforce it and you'll just keep staying stuck. Yeah. So what do we do about this? Well, in the book, Money Loves Speed, I blow the whistle on that belief alone. Okay. The longer statement from biblical literature, and I always pause to say it's biblical literature. It's thousands of years old. We don't really know what was actually said in the beginning. It's been translated and retranslated and deciphered and republished and reinterpreted. And at this point, nobody knows. But even if we went with the biblical literature, the longer phrase from Timothy in the Bible says, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. That's important. It's only slightly better than money is evil by itself, but the love of money is the root of all evil. Here's what I have learned. The really well-adjusted people who are wealthy are not in love with money. This is important. They're not in love with money. They respect money. They use money. They leverage money. They appreciate money, but they're not in love with money. That one insight can awaken everybody, collapse that negative belief about money being evil, and allow them to start receiving it. In the beginning of my book, I have a quote from Arnold Patton, who I so love. And Arnold Patton said, the sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. Mm. The sole purpose of money is to express appreciation. I swear, Jules, if people just take that, just that sentence, just that insight and swallow it and digest it and integrate it and make it part of their being, they will welcome money in their life because they'll realize money in and of itself is neutral. It's like saying a pen is evil or a hammer is evil. They're freaking tools. Yeah. There's nothing in and of themselves. Money in and of itself is nothing. It's paper, it's coin, it's metal, it's what we agreed on. But when we realize money is a tool, to fulfill our dreams, to make our ends meet, to help ourselves, family, friends, community, and causes we believe in, and we start to appreciate money, we have a different relationship to money, and now we can start welcoming it. We will no longer sabotage, we'll no longer push it away, because now we'll just think, wow, money's cool. Money is this great tool. I can use it to fulfill dreams. Absolutely. That opens up the doors right there. You know, so often we feel really great about spending money. I mean, it really does feel good. It, it really does. does. Too, but, yeah. but, but 
but we'll come back and going, oh boy, I shouldn't have spent all that money. We just sabotaged everything, right? Yeah, as soon as we start going back into lack, we start, as you know, from the law of attraction psychology, attracting more lack because now we've put that as our focus. So in the book, I talk about one of the best ways to attract more money, and I mean really fast. And I'm going to explain what it is, and everybody's going to nod their head because they've heard it before, and I'm going to pretty much bet that almost nobody is doing it. <laughs> so here, here it is. One of the best ways to attract more money is to give it away. Give it away. Now, virtually everybody listening to this wonderful show has heard about tithing. And they probably heard it from a minister or a church somewhere. And that's where they say, give 10% of what you made to the church. And that's tithing. I tweak it some. I say, yeah, 10% is probably a good number. But what you should stop and ask yourself is, in the last week, where was I inspired? Where was I nourished? Where was I spiritually fortified? Whatever that answer is, that's where you give your money. That can be an Uber driver. That can be a waiter or a waitress. That can be some stranger that you met. It could be an insurance salesman. It could be anybody, anytime, anywhere. But it, it could be a church. It could be a minister. I'm not dismissing any of that. But what we're looking at right here is where were you inspired? Where did you receive spiritual nourishment? Then give your money there. What I found is when you do that with an open heart, without expecting nothing from that person, but knowing the universe is going to reward you in an unexpected way down the road, this opens you up to receive. And in fact, that's the word. The more you give, the more you open the door within yourself or the window within yourself even wider to receive. So why don't people do this? Yeah. They fall back into the scarcity mindset. They fall back into thinking, this is all I got right now. I better save it because the phone bill's coming or the rent is due, so I better not let go. And Jules, way back when I was in poverty, I would lay on the bed and there was a little desk in the same room and I had all the bills packed to pile up on it, a big pile of bills. And I'd pray and I'd sweat and I'd stare at it going, oh, man, how am I going to pay it? Where's the money going to come from? And the little bit I had, I had to just divide up to try to figure out which bills were the most important. And I thought, there's not going to be any more. Money always came. Yeah. Money <laughs> always comes. It always, 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 always comes. It, it comes sometimes in trickles and sometimes in big floods of money. But it always comes. It is our mind that stops it. I got one more great quote from Arnold Patton, and he said, we do not create abundance. We create limitation. That is revealing right there. We don't right. create the abundance. We don't create the cash. We create the limitations that prevent the abundance, that prevent the cash. So thinking in scarcity terms, holding on to the money, not giving it away, thinking it's evil, all of this creates those limitations. Mm -hmm. As soon as we take them away, and hopefully just hearing these stories and hearing these insights will take them away for virtually everybody listening, at that point, they'll see the abundance. It's already there. 
It's always been here. Yeah. We put the filters on that kept us from seeing it. That's, that is so important to hear. I'm glad you did that. And it makes me stop and think, you know, as a being self-employed, when I need extra funds because I want to do something, some kind of a promotion, I simply just say, universe, I need more money. And then I go to work and it pops right up. I never have to worry about it. I well, oh boy, just in those few lines, you said so many great things. Right after you said you wanted more money and you told the universe you wanted more money, you said, I go to work. I go to work. I take the action step. You take the action steps. That is one of the things most people don't do. Uh, and in fact, in 2006, when the movie The Secret first hit the world yeah. and uh, so many people loved it, there was a lot of criticism because they said it. It preached magical thinking. Yeah. It didn't talk about actually taking action. And I said, I'm in the movie saying you have to take action. That's right. And I actually said, it's your job. <laughs> it's your job to take action. That's right. And I'm pointing it out to people here because I, I, there's so many gems that come from these conversations with you. And sometimes it's worth just highlighting them so people don't miss them. Yeah. And the whole idea that we have to take action is important because life is a co-creation. We have to do our part. The universe through other people does its part. And then together we've got this great dance of energies right. and we can create real wonders in the world. But right. we have to take action. And I think it was Jack Canfield who said the word action is in the word attraction. <laughs> the yeah. law of attraction actually requires action. It's right in the word. There's a clue right there. Oh, absolutely. And that's another thing um, mm -hmm. I want to talk about hmm. is um, the law of attraction because the month of April is, mm. I deem from this day forward, to be the law of attraction month. You're here. It's uh, your movie coming out hmm. with Doug Vermeerens, How Thoughts Become Things. And then we have yes. the major movie coming in theaters near you in April. And it's all about the law of attraction. Oh, my goodness. What a fantastic manifestation we did. <laughs> we did. And I think we, we want to leverage all this. Because in reality, my book is coming out in April. You can go to Amazon right now and get oh, it. There the we focus go. of the book is April. So <laughs> April 2020 is the magic month. And that means every day has a high-intensity electrical impulse level that we can leverage. We should be getting up every morning in April and setting new intentions. So besides my book, you just mentioned two movies. So one of them is Doug's movie, How Thoughts Become Things. And that's a talking head movie, much like it was with The Secret. And some of the people from The Secret are in it. John Asaroff's in it. Bob Proctor's in it. And I'm in it. And we give some insights to understanding our thought processes, uh, how to be aware of them, how to direct them, so that we can create more of what we prefer in life. And then the other movie, which I forget the title. Do you know the title? Yeah, often? The Secret, Dare to Dream, and it stars Katie Holmes. The Secret Dare to Dream. I got to see the movie. They, they I, I don't know why I was chosen, but I, I was one of the ones who got to see an early version of it. This is a breathtaking Hollywood version of The Secret. 
So the secret, the original movie in 2006 was a documentary. It was a right. talking heads movie. Which you were in. Yeah, thank you. And for what it was, it's incredibly powerful. It's still going around the world. People are still talking about it. People are still seeing it and being moved by it. And if you haven't seen it for some reason, please go watch The Secret. It's everywhere. Amazon, Netflix, thesecret.tv. But Rhonda Byrne, who made The Secret, somehow through her law of attraction and power of intention, arranged to work with Hollywood scriptwriters, and she and them have created a Hollywood version of the movie, which is a complete story with characters, dialogue, you know, the traditional movie that just pulls you in and engages you. But it's all about the law of attraction. It's all about what we teach. It's all about <laughs> what we want to get in the world. And this is so incredible, not just for us, but the people who go to see the movie who never heard of me, never heard of you, never heard of the law of attraction will be introduced to it. I got chills right now thinking about it. I know. They'll be introduced to an idea, a concept, and a way of being they never heard of ever in their lives because of this Hollywood movie. I mean, I got chills going all over me right now. April is the amazing month with these movies, my book, and who knows what else is going on. And I really urge everybody, every morning when you wake up, not only give thanks for being alive again and being grateful for your new day ahead of you, but state intentions because you can ride the power of all of these things that are happening in the month of April and use it to direct and benefit from. So state intentions, big, bold, challenging, impossible intentions every day just to excite yourself. You know, you're absolutely right. April is really special. But I want to go back. What would happen in the United States if so many people actually understood the power that they were born with in order to manifest their lives the way that they want couldn't that be magnificent? There are already scientific studies that show when small groups of people get together and hold a common intention, like if they all do group meditation together, they actually influence all the people around them who have no clue what the core group is doing. So if just a percentage, we don't even have to have all the United States, if just a percentage of the population, and I think it's one half of 1%, actually go to these movies, read my book, read not just my book, but the other success literature that's out there. Bob Proctor has books, John Ashroff has books, uh, and the other people in the, te- in the movie, the, uh, the Secret, most of them have books. Yes. Read their books, listen Jack to the audios, yeah. watch these movies, and so forth. So all of this is important for us to do. So we're going to change the collective consciousness to something where before we were all victims, and I know that's one of your things, that you like to give up that victimhood. Stop it, you know. (laughs) Pay attention. Don't be a victim. So for that to occur, a whole new life is inevitable. Absolutely. We would move out of victimhood, which is where most people unconsciously live. Not your audience, not the people listening to this or watching this, because they're advanced. They're already getting this material, and they're probably already in an empowered state of being. But the vast majority of people are not. 
That's why Henry David Thoreau in the 1800s was saying the lives of men lead quiet uh, lives of quiet desperation. And so people are walking around kind of like zombies, kind of like they're dead because they're victims. They feel like they have no power. But when a movie that is a Hollywood kind of movie that is made for the masses, it's not propaganda, it's not a documentary, it's not going in there with a message it's trying to drive with a hammer into our heads, it's kind of secretly entertaining us and educating us at the same time. And when that happens, the masses can awaken. And when the masses can awaken, they move into empowerment. That's when they start realizing, wait a minute, I get to choose. I can do intentions. I can do vision boards. I can do affirmations. I can do scripting and I can take action and I can direct my life more in the direction of where I would like it to go. I think at that point, not only do we awaken, awaken the country, America, but we start to awaken the entire planet and the planet is ready. Jules, I was in Iran. Yeah. I was in Iran. I, I never thought I would end up in Iran, but I was in Iran in December And what I discovered is those people are so wonderful. They're gentle souls who are hungry and eager for law of attraction information for these movies, for these books. They want to do well. They want to be in power. And I think most of the planet is ready for that. Yeah. Yes. I think the whole planet is ready to be empowered, to know that they are the ones responsible for creating in their life, not anybody else but them. I think this is the most exciting time to be alive. I haven't been this happy in so long. I mean, just the whole concept of it's coming together, Joe. And and you are a major leader in that. And that's why I just adore you. You start down to earth. You're just such a wonderful person. But to have you as the leader, oh, my gosh, we're going to go far. Keep on writing those books because people are going to be reading them more than ever. (laughs) You know what's interesting when you say that, and and I appreciate it. I hear the comment and compliment there. But I want to point out that every single person listening or watching this has a calling. They have a life mission, and it's not necessarily a showy one. It isn't one where they're all going to be movie stars or they're all going to be authors or they're all going to have talk shows. It could be that they open a bakery and it could be that they're a mother and they're raising their kids with with the highest law of attraction psychology and understanding. It could be that they're in the service business and they're the, the greatest, happiest plumber of all time. I just want people to realize that everybody has a part to play. That's right. All the parts are different. When you play your part, I play my part, and each person watching or listening plays their part, then the world works. Then there's this symphony, there's this orchestra, and it's the most beautiful music. And I think that's where we're going. I'll continue to play my part. If it's to write more books or make music or movies, whatever, I will do that. I I take my marching orders from the divine. And I suggest everybody tune in. In fact, this is another takeaway for today. I think one of the things we all need to do is make time for the silence. Make time for the silence. And what I mean by that is turn off everything, put your phone in a drawer somewhere, 
and sit under the sun or sit in a hot tub or go for a walk or sit in silence. But what you're doing is making time to receive. Receive information, inspiration, marching orders, insights, visions, who knows. But most of us are so busy, so distracted, not just with our thoughts, but with technology and other people and all the wonderful distractions we have available to us. Yeah. I love all those different things, but I also know we got to take the phone off the hook. At some point every day, we need to make time to receive, make time for the silence. That I think you can get money-making ideas. You can get ideas for who knows what, but you want to be available. That is a good takeaway, and that's exactly what we need to do. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Well, Joe, uh, we're almost out of time. No, don't say it so. <laughs> but, oh, I love having you on, and I'm, I'm just so glad to be seeing you on the big screen again. Um, and the movie comes out, uh, well, actually, it's going to be a screening in L.A. Are you going to be there? No, I won't be at the L.A. one, but I know that's one of the first, if not the first. Yeah, and um, people can go to their website, which is howthoughtsbecomethings.com and get the information on where you can see it. And eventually, I think Doug told me, it will be about six months, and we're going to have a link of the movie on Law of Attraction Radio Network. So everybody can go there and see it later. But I urge you to go to the live ones because you're going to meet the stars, and that's important. <laughs> that is so cool. So thank you so much. I so appreciate your time and oh. coming down and Oh, Jules, you, you're such a wonderful person. You're doing God's work. You're making a difference. You're always a delight to be with. You always raise my energy, but you're raising the energy of everybody watching and listening in the planet itself. Thank you. You always support me, whether it's a new book like this one or new music or new movies. You are always in my corner. I am very grateful. I, oh. love you and I appreciate you. And the, all the good that you have done for the world, Joe. Oh, my goodness. God loves you for that one. I got to tell you, you're changing the world. You are. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I love this. Oh, and that's all we got for tonight, believe it or not. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.